The opinions expressed in the following program are my own. I'm just one of the two Canadian dudes, and I got an opinion that I'd like to share, and I'm really glad you're listening. This is The Awakener. Welcome to another show, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Awakener. I have uh, a new guest with me. His name is Mike. This is an awesome show. Number one, it's 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 the best show in the world, but it's also the worst show in the world because I record it sometimes from my house. You can sometimes hear my cat screaming at me for food in the background. <laughs> and But we talk about some crazy stuff on this show. Like it is, it is unreal what's happening, man. So tell me what you think is happening. I know you texted me today and you were like, what's going on? I know you don't text me very often. But it was well, kind of, it was kind of nice to get a text message from you because we had a I guess fill the guests in what happened here in Canada. Well, I mean, you could you could really that's such a loaded uh, sort of a loaded statement because there's a number of things all happening obviously in Canada, but at the same time, there's things that are happening from you know uh, you know soft say I'll call it soft news coverage here in Canada as well on some things that are for example. You're so uh, you're, you're so you're so polite saying soft news coverage. Yeah, I, I know I'm I'm I know it's a it's a, an unrated show, but uh, but I'm I'm being semi professional. The uh, we, we now have an announcement last week again, not covered a lot by mainstream media that you're no longer up to your uh, up to your um, I guess uh, vaccines uh, up to date unless you're you've had one within nine months. Dude, people are still, uh, ta- people are still talking about this shit. They, they, unbelievably, yes. So for, for people who are entering buildings and so on, who knows what that means for the coming winter. But, you know, that was very quietly announced, if you will, last week. And and, and on the other side, there's next to no coverage, unless you're looking at, at certain sites or social media, uh, of what's happening in Sri Lanka and, uh, and in the Netherlands. You know, so there's certainly a lot happening uh, in the foreground, in the background, um, that a lot of people are, are just not aware of. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, you're very aware of what's going on. A uh, global establishment that uh, runs operations, I say, of the world, this UN agenda, is losing its grip on humanity. Is that fair to say in your assessment? I think so. And, and until there's this, you know, and you use the term awakening, there, there needs to be a global awakening about, you know, what is happening and how people but don't you think uh, it's, don't, address don't you, this. Don't you think it's already happening, though? I, I want to believe that it is, but I guess because, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a part of the world that, you know, doesn't, it doesn't seem that that's the case, <laughs> Toronto, you know, every, Toronto, Canada. Yeah. So, the, I mean, like people seem to have their head in the sand. They like it there. Dude, people are so fucking lost. Right. They, they like it there. They, they love the ignorance because that means they don't have to think. They just get, have to worry about you know, uh, paying their inflated mortgage and putting food on the table. Did you see what New York City did today? New York City put out a message talking about what you can do to plan for a nuclear attack. And, and the spe- I, I, I didn't see that. And the people, the people of Toronto will read this. I, my friend, she read it and she sent it to me. And, and people in Toronto, they will not even blink an eye. They are so stupid to what is actually going on. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably do it and run out tomorrow and, uh, you know, buy supplies and toilet paper all over again and you know, think it's normal and because the government says so. And, right. Yeah. It, and, and then, and then and you know, it, Rogers, Rogers telecommunications went out, went out across Canada. Right. And, exactly. And, of course. And, and no, and nobody bats an eye. I was like, Oh, I guess Rogers just went out for the day. Right. And I'm like, right. No, it went out for, listen, think about all the redundancies these things have, right. How many power redundancies they have layers and layers and layers they have people that get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars who design these systems to have fail safes so you think some somebody just pulled a cord one day some specific cord went out and the whole thing went down this is what i I don't know what people think they believe well especially after what the last two years right i mean you know uh if anybody's watched the marvel movies i call it the blip just like in the movies and I feel like the last two years is the blip for, for you know, in, in uh, obviously in, in real times. But, but what's funny about it is during the blip, 
a lot of things happened. This, this isn't the second, this isn't the first time that, you know, Roger's internet service went down. This is the second time in a year. Right. So, and, and are we just supposed to, especially when you talk about contingencies and layers of, of protection to, to ensure this doesn't happen. So you're telling me that this, this happens and no one is supposed to, you know, raise an eyebrow that maybe something's going on. Some people definitely should. It's, it's a little convenient, right? So these are the kinds of things that are happening that you're, you're, you're told that, or we're told that um, this is the reason why it happened. And people should, again, awake and wake up and question it. Right? What, how could that happen? Well, they're, they're never they're never going to tell you why it happened. They're not telling you that COVID came out of a Chinese lab. They they, they called it. They said it was a router issue. Oh yeah. How big well, is your router? <laughs> it's one specific router. It was uh, the router up here in Sudbury, I guess, that caused the the, the meltdown for the country. I I don't tell you. It's, has it's, been, it's, now okay, Rogers. Yeah, people in the States are going, what the hell is Rogers? Rogers, Canadian Telecommunications is owned by three companies here in Canada, right? Rogers, Bell, and Shaw. Am I right? That's accurate. And oh. and there's a, a, a merger potentially between of Rogers acquiring Shaw. It's on the table right now. Right. So Rogers is already the largest telecommunications provider, correct? I believe, and there's, there's actually one more, uh, TELUS. So I, th- I actually think TELUS might be the largest for uh, cell and internet, but in terms of if you, if you add cell, internet, and cable, then Rogers is by far uh, the largest. Now, have there been any shutdowns of Bell and Telus in the last little bit, last few years? I think Telus had one, but nothing for Bell. Uh, but I think everybody who sort of has a, a suspicion just believes that it's a matter of time, and that will be you know everybody's complete. Oh, I mean, when you texted me today, I was, what was my response? I think Bell is going to go down eventually too. They're, they're, oh, yeah. They're, they're testing. Listen, man, I don't need to break it to you that there's going to be a war, man. <laughs> there's there's going to be a war. And I was, I was, I don't know what I was watching 28 days or the day after or some movie the day after talking about, uh, there was a nuclear exchange that happened between the Soviet Union and, and America. And this was the days leading up to this exchange. And it was very similar what is happening now there was lots of news going on about the media nato russia all this stuff going on and people were kind of just tuning out and going huh how about that you know what i mean yeah yeah the uh that movie if, if it's the same one is called the day after yeah you know what i'm talking about right i think it's early 80s yeah. but it was right in the thick of the cold war post-cold war that kind of thing right but it's creepy because you watch it man and you're like holy cow it's like right now and we've seen a lot of you know, a lot of life imitating art, right? Where we've seen Hollywood productions that have come up with scenarios, whether it's, whether it's outbreak or, um, the dead zone or whatever it's called, like these things. And then these things tend to mirror real life. I don't think those are accidents. No, Hollywood actually talks about what they're trying to do. Kind of funny in movies sometimes. It's programming, right? That's, that's what it's, it's, it's building up and getting you used to programming. Right. That's the way it feels, meaning that it, they, it's building it up to the point where it's considered the norm. But, you know, the, the awakening is happening. And, and the proof I have of that is that you're Facebook, right? I laugh at your posts. And, uh, you know, you make some good posts. And people are actually responding to them, believe it or not. And, there's some, and, and they're not negative. No. And some, some, there's some, obviously, some negative comments here and there that I laugh at. But for the most part, people are, they don't think you're crazy. You know what? I can't tell you. And I, I know it's a very small, small number compared to, you know, the people who communicate with you and, and message you. But I get people and I can send you screenshots who thank me, who send me, uh, you know, appreciation, who say thank you for being a voice. And I'm not even a guy like I'm just a guy. Like I'm not anybody. But I, I make people I, I make posts that maybe I want people to think a little bit. And I get people saying, thank you for being a voice, because if I put that out there and my employer sees it, then I get fired. It's so pathetic. Like things of that nature, or my family will attack me. So thank you for you being having a voice. It's a good thing I own like, my own business. this is the kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. Good for you. I mean, this is the kind of thing that, you know, you can, you have the the, the flexibility that you can do that kind of thing. How many people are, are, are quote unquote, hiding under, you know, the, the fear of, of being terminated? because they have an opinion. I mean, that, that there in itself is disgusting. Oh, Agent, but that, Agent, that's Agent, what's happening. Agent Whitaker and I would have been fired a long time ago if we had regular jobs. 
<laughs> right. I, I try to get right. my, well, I, thankfully you don't have regular jobs. I try to I try to get my YouTube account back. I uh, submitted a, a thing saying, "Please, how can I have it back?" Whatever the case may be, and they denied me within five minutes. They're like, "Nope." You just you just blacklisted. Of course, I'm blacklisted. Honestly, I don't think if I had said the stuff I said maybe today, I don't think I would have been blacklisted. But I said some crazy stuff like three or four years ago. That right. Was, I think it was a little much for people to absorb. But maybe it's it's not so much now. I mean, that's why people well, listen. People listen to us. Like people listen to Agent Whitaker and his rants. They listen to me. Just like you know, like this is like I can just talk and talk and talk about what I think is going on. Right. It's a good outlet for us. Right. Yeah, and it's and it's funny because people don't always realize that this show provides, first of all, valuable intelligent information. Number one, number two, it provides a perspective that they're not necessarily hearing about. So oh, yeah, they they're open arms, right? You'll, right? Never, you'll never hear this in the media, right? And 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 in the recent talking about, I I got to bring this up, you know. Um, and, and I'm sure it's it's been talked about either on air or off air, but the Ghislaine Maxwell sideshow, if you want to call it that, that now she's she's gone and appealed her 20 year or 20 year uh, sentence, but you know where was all the coverage, right? And we know it's about the, the people on that client list, but where was all the coverage? Where? No. But yet you have the Hollywood production court TV sideshow, which is. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and people were all over that. So, you know, why don't people realize that, you know, there's, there's two different worlds here. You know, this is the kind of stuff that people need to question. So you remember the, remember the sexual assault stuff that was going on in the Catholic church and the, uh, the Penn state stuff. I, I, I really believe that there's an evil out there that people just cannot fathom how bad it is and how horrible these people are. And I think that people, I just think people can't know sometimes. Does that mean, I don't I just horrible yeah. to say that, but I think it's that bad that most people can't know. It's, it's the, it's the, the belief or the approach that, uh, it, that ignorance is bliss, right? They, they love the, I just want to be left alone and live my life. They don't want to question some of the things that were being fed or forced on us. Right. What was your, what was your personal, when was your personal awakening? Like I don't, I don't, I've I don't, always had it. Oh, I've always had it. I go back probably, um, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I'll lead up to it. So just bear with me. When I was a kid, I remember being, uh, I'm always, I've always been a thinker. So when I was a kid, I was always thinking of, like, when I say kid, I'm thinking like 10 years old. Um, I was, I was questioning things in life, which frankly, you know, back then your, your parents, let's say as in terms of influences, they were a bit more dismissive. I guess when I was a child, they were like, Oh, you don't need to think about those things or you don't need to, you know, necessarily, uh, you know, get, um, get too deep on those things. Like I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what they were saying. But even though they were important thoughts or they were, you know, um, the kind of valuable thoughts, the kind of thoughts that were probably not, uh, common for, for a child, and I, looking back now, I, I, I recognize and I realize that, and I, I kind of just attribute it to I've always been a thinker. So I'll leave it at that for a second. But I remember being as early as sort of 10 and 11 years old saying, basically saying, are we living in a simulation? Because some of these things don't add up. Now, you don't really go deeper than that as a kid, but I remember being fearful or feeling fearful um, because I didn't, I didn't know. Like there was too much uncertainty for me. So fast forward, you know, probably to when I was in high school and certain things or topics would come up. And the one notable one for me was the JFK assassination. And if you, and you, and you know this back, back say the early sixties into the, into the mid to late sixties, that was a real time of change led by, led by the U S and you, you can almost say that, and there was clues leading up to that point, but once, once he was assassinated, that was really when things took a notable turn. But what I'm getting at is, is that when that, when that happened and there were so many questions and so many unanswered questions and there were so many uh, uh, theoretical answers that were given in, in terms of, 
you know, whether it was Jack Ruby or you know, the CIA and Grassino and so on and so on, these kinds of things just never added up, right? The lone gunman theory it just never added up. I did a whole. So that's one. I, I did a whole yeah. research paper on JFK when I was in university. Believe it or not, <laughs> I, I I do believe it. Knowing you, I do believe it. So these are the. That's really when I started having my awakening. So I call it high school when I was doing history class. I guess. I don't. I think it was the Russian mafia that killed him. That's my advice. I, you know what, I, some, sometimes I give that some thought and I think it was, I think it was the Russians. And then I hazard a belief that it was the CIA because they wanted their war. They wanted the Vietnam war. They had agendas, they had motives, right? So that's the biggest thing. Well, who was motivated by having this guy out of office? Well, I, I mean, it was a pinnacle point, obviously. You know, if we didn't have the U.S. back then in the 60s, we would all have been toast by now. Oh, 100%. I was explaining to one of my, my one of the guys who works for me, uh, we were taking a break, and I was explaining, well, what happened if the Soviet Union had won this war back in the 60s and there was no USA? And, you know, if you had a business, they would have seized your business. If you made any kind of money, uh, they would tell you to do, you know, oh, you're going to, you know, donate to the cause. Like, it would just be, it would be a nightmare, it's like it would be like what our government is putting on us right now, slowly. Right, right. It, very calculated, uh, calculated moves. Right, right. It's, and then it's they, like a game of chess. Exactly. They get closer and closer and closer, and then you complain, and then they back off a bit, and then when they wait till you know a little bit, and then they go closer, 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 closer again. Right. They're like a they're like an ex that just won't go away until you have to call the cops. Well, look at it this way. <laughs> Let, let's use it as as an example. Let's use gas prices. Gas prices hit 205 or whatever it was. The media pipes up and says, great news for drivers. Gas is going down to buck 80. Oh, I saw and that. you're like, a buck 80? It was 65 cents a year ago. Are you guys insane? I know. It's fucked. <laughs> At least there's a little bit of relief when, when the premier comes out and says, you know, hey, we're going we're gonna to pause all these taxes. Um, taxes yeah. Well, that's great, but the the government can't pay for any of its bills. So uh, let's just stop paying for social programs we don't need anymore. How about that? I mean, there's a long list of that, right? There's a long list, long list. Of, of, of decisions made by all levels of government that make you scratch your head and say, that doesn't seem to make sense. But like, at, at what point do so many bad decisions equal a conspiracy? Like, yeah, okay, you make a couple bad decisions, you make a couple good decisions, right? It's just like the Leafs. The Leafs, you know, as you know, signed Matt Murray tonight. They traded for him. That's probably traded for him, yeah. That's and probably, for not much, by the way. That's probably going to be a bad decision. But like, you win some, you lose some, right? Like, our government has been passing agenda. The U.S. government, the establishment, has been passing agenda for years with nothing benefiting really anything. So conspiracy i mean these are just thoughts that some part some people that are rational you know that would have right yeah you'd think so i mean and this is why it's frustrating for people like you and i because you're like you know we don't we ultimately we don't want uh we don't we don't want to create or be a part of conflict we just frankly want to be left alone right we don't want to be involved in in uh in a, in a situation where people are interfering with our lives in the basic sense of our beliefs. That, is that not ultimately what it comes down to? Uh, totally. So when, when we see evidence of that and it's so obvious, you're just like, come on, why doesn't anybody else see this? And, and, and that's why, that's why the awakener exists. That's why, people think that's why people have these thoughts because if, if everybody started really questioning what was going on and, and whether they're, whether it's right or wrong, if people started thinking about it, then maybe people start to stand up and say something doesn't add up here. Right. Either, either illogical things are occurring and logic based thinkers and, and doers stand up and say, that doesn't make sense. That's the kind of thing we need. Do you think things are ever going to change in Canada? You know, I, I had I had a thought in a sense that whenever I've had 
that same question and I ask people. It, ultimately, the, the answers that I get if I ask for an opinion, it seems to change in terms of the answer based on who I ask. So, for example, if I ask a baby boomer, they'll say things like, um, hey, you know what? If, if a certain group, in, in terms of government, if a certain group is not, you know, conducting themselves appropriately or, you know, uh, uh, you know, making decisions for the public, uh, that doesn't, that doesn't benefit the, the public. Again, I'm, I'm top lining this, I'm paraphrasing, then they'll be voted out. Uh, okay. That's, <laughs> that's fair. You would, you would think, it, you would think, you, you would think, right. That, that's, that's fair in terms of premise, but in actuality, that's obviously not the case. Now, if you ask people who are say Gen X, uh, or even uh, even the millennial generation, they tend to be a bit more um, inquisitive. They tend to be a bit more questioning in terms of some of the things that they're seeing or doing. But there's still a large portion, in my opinion, of the of, of people within those groups that still love the um, you know a fall in line for the greater good uh, type of belief. The Is great, that the, your experience as well? The greater good imploding our whole world economy over a few old people? <laughs> right. I mean, no, but that's that's the reality. I mean, it, it, the, at the end of the day, and even though, so people like you and I were questioning that from the beginning, obviously. Oh, fuck. I knew, that, the, I, knew this, I knew this came right from a Chinese bio lab, and this was a biological weapon right from the start. I told everybody basically back in January 2020, I was like, here it comes. And everybody thought I was crazy. Well... Well, and, and look what happened, but it, but it, at the end of the day, it was based on, just based on who knows, let's say what the media has given us in terms of statistics, but at the end of the day, it, in terms of death numbers, it was no different than any other year. No, no. The symptoms, while had commonalities with things like influenza and related, end of the day, should have been deemed as an aggressive flu. Right. And I'd argue, I'd love to see the numbers from SARS, SARS versus SARS, what we SARS, saw in COVID last two years. Well, I went over this in the podcast. SARS as a portion was more deadly, right? Well, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. But SARS wasn't as transmissible. But the whole thing, I mean, this is a whole conversation we've had multiple times in the podcast, but, you know, the, the whole war, this is, they couldn't do what they did to JFK to Donald Trump. Because that would be too obvious. Right. So it was like, okay, we're sitting in 2019. We're a year away from this election. This guy is fucking unstoppable. He's winning everything. So out comes this from the lab. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. It was a line in the sand, and they, they couldn't pop him because then everybody would know. It would be very obvious. Well, but it's funny. Then you look at the death of Epstein. And he got popped, as you put it. Oh, it was obvious to me. Well, yeah, obvious to me. But yet the public would, the general public would say, well, you know, that's really unfortunate that that happened. But there's another segment, you and I included, hey, that guy got Clinton. Yeah, that was really messed up, man. And the and security camera not work. Like, really? <laughs> no, yeah. one's, no one's going to question this even a little bit? So let me ask you, let me, let me ask you a question. So obviously you being a parent, my best friend's a parent, right? Has three kids. He said the biggest thing for him is when he was a kid growing up with his parents, right? He can notice the difference in the culture war and the battle on his kids versus, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does this make sense to you? What I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's, 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 it's evident, right? Like you see it. Does it scare you as a parent? You know, uh, yes and no. It doesn't scare me for a lot of parents that I know because I look at how they parent and I'm, I'm sure they'll be fine. But, and, you know, uh, traditional nuclear families and, and some of those and obviously broken, sort of broken families, they, they are at risk for, you know, being victims. And that's, that part concerns me because those ultimately those, those people and those families and those kids have influence in terms of exposing 
what what my kids get exposed to, if you will. Right. So I already know that I got to deprogram my kids. Is my point. I don't have any kids, and I, I'm kind of grateful I don't. Uh, I don't know how people do it nowadays. It must be a struggle. You know, dealing with these parents and or these fellow parents, you know, these teachers, this indoctrination, like, I, I can't believe it, man. Yeah, and that's why it's important that you got to be involved. You got to be involved as a parent, and you got to, again, you got to, you know, sign up for the D program option because you, you, can't, uh, you can't let them, uh, you know, win. You can't let them, you know, uh, allow uh, allow for them to infiltrate your family. Ultimately, I, I will I will say this though: they did totally expose themselves huge in the last four or five years. There there has definitely been a huge awakening than previous. Do you know what I mean? Right. Even going back to JFK, how many people said, oh, yeah, you know, the, the you know CIA or Russian mafia, whatever did it, you know, 9-11. Now it's like people are like, what is going on? Yes, but there's still a small number in, in the larger grand scheme of things. And that's the part that's frustrating and, and unfortunate because it means or likely means that there's very little change. Do you have any, right? uh, do you have any predictions for the, uh, the elections in the States? the midterms, the next presidential election, who do you like? What do you think is going to happen? I mean, everybody in the podcast I, knows my take, what's going to happen, but what's yours? Yeah. And, and I know, I know where you, where you stand or where you sit on things. I, I, I have to say without, uh, without getting controversial, I, you know, I, I agree with you. I think that have you been public about who will, who you think will be the president, at least in name. Yeah, I mean, I've told people what I think is going to happen. Okay. Okay. So I, I have no reason to question that because I think you're very credible. So I have no reason to question that. My biggest thing is, is you know, how much of it is orchestrated versus not. So, for example, Trump getting into power was unexpected, um, at least in the eyes of the public. But. But it maybe also, it was all. It was, it was also a little bit orchestrated because if J- James Comey didn't come forward, he, right. he probably wouldn't have won. At the same time, I've always told my listeners that what is happening is a strategic undo of Obama, and there's a lot of stuff in play that is also being set up in the same way. Right. Right. So what you're witnessing is two ideologies at war with each other in the world. There's two deep states. There's the Soviet Union, communism. There's America. It's deep state. You know, and both have really existed in this battle since 1945, and you're witnessing both make moves, right? They have traitors embedded in our country. They have people that work for them in their in our governments everywhere. Uh, at the same time, there's people who love America, and there's people that, you know, go back to the UN agenda, the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Like, I'm a devout anti-communist, right? And um, unfortunately, I think this war should have already happened already where, you know, like China, China didn't have any nuclear weapons back in the 1960s. And it's horrible to say that. But if the war had happened back in the 60s, you know, the war, the world would probably be a better place by now. I hate to say it. Well, it probably would have because you'd have it's almost like uh, it's almost like a list of, of things to do. Right. So you, you'd sort of cross that it cross that off on your list of things to do. And then the things that would come after that would be because that would probably be the worst thing ever. So the, 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 the things that come after that on that list would only be better than what it was. Right. So I agree with that. Right. And, and this right. Is, we'd, we'd be sort of further along, if you will. Right. And this is why I try to explain to people that this is not about Trump. This is about something bigger that's happening. Um, and this is, I don't think this is really about complete freedom. I think it's about reveal of truth and kind of people understanding well, they have to pick a side. There's clearly two two sides that are at war with each other in this world for battle of the war, and who's and we can't get off this roller coaster. Like you're, you're, it doesn't matter where you move. So whose side are right. you on, right? And so I've already well, de- I already declared whose side I'm on, right? The commies they need to go. It's unfortunate, but their ideology is rooted in evil. They're the ones who actually start this stuff because they know that if they leave us alone and we have people who work for us, that we're going to conquer them. And no matter, you know, they can't stop us. This is why. Everything related to Soros, the Iron Curtain breaking down, that lie, communism is over, all the stuff that you know you and me have talked about is, is happened. It's because evil exists. And because evil exists, like JFK told everybody, unfortunately, Western imperialism also has to exist. Because if you are not able to punch a bully in the face, 
then the bully's going to get you. Make sense? Uh, 100% it makes sense. And, and, you know, bringing that up, let me just segue. Prior to the, I don't want to say prior to the pandemic, but but say, but going back, say 2018, let's say, late, late 2018, my personal beliefs at the time were more, not all the way, but more slanted in the, in the direction of, you know, we need to, to not be the kind of society that would carry uh, guns. Right. However, <laughs> in the last couple of years, things have changed. My it, things have changed, and, and and I'm glad I'm not the kind of person who is is uh, uh, you know the kind of person that would be um, stubborn, if you will, and, and um, not open to change. But and I think and I think or I hope people would would also see this and believe this. I think it's the kind of thing where you need to be open to change and changing your opinion, especially on such a popular topic, simply because of what we've seen in the last two years. Right. You know, and, and I don't need to, to repeat myself, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, when you sit there and say, if you, if you went and, had, and took a, a poll and you said, Hey, you trust your government? And you asked that question three years ago, and you asked that question today. Oh, I bet change. you'd have a very different, different outcome, right. very different set of opinions. For sure. But this is why I, I try to tell people: I'm like, listen, like, I'm not to try to say that you know Trump is a perfect person. I don't think so. But uh, unfortunately, I believe that what's happening now is a strategic undo to basically get this covert Soviet Union to basically expose itself. Like we're seeing it already, Russia, right? Their legislation they're passing, you know, we can mass bury our citizens for no reason. We're going to force you to work to create weapons. You know what I mean? You're seeing them kind right. of expose themselves. And what's happening right now is a, is a cat and mouse game where, like, there's a controlled operation that's happening, but it's not happening in a controlled way to appear and delay time so that eventually the enemy makes a mistake and they get fucked. Does it make sense to right. you? So it's not, it's absolutely, this yeah. is what I write about in my podcast is like, you know, what is in control right now? Like what's going on with Joe Biden behind the scenes? Cause he's not in control, but what is in control right now is probably the greatest necessary evil of all epic proportions. Meaning what? Meaning that the commies were going to basically destroy us and they were going like, right. to conquer us. So what's happening right now is a ploy to undo them and then conquer them. Right. Do you understand? So the follow-up question for me on that is what kind of timeline are we working with? I don't think we're working with much timeline right now. This is why I tell everybody on my podcast every single time, uh, gather food, non-perishables, and uh, get ready. Right. But that's, but that, is that not always the follow-up question? I guess. I mean, like I've told right, everybody, because, Barack, Barack Obama. Like, did you watch the movie Two Thousand Mules? Two Thousand Mules. Mules. Yeah. No. I'll send it to you. So it's about election fraud. How they were basically able to cheat Joe Biden into the White House. Okay. So if you watch this movie, you can understand how, you know, Soros, who broke down the Iron Curtain, maybe have maybe promised that the Soviet Union would one day have a communist asset who sat in the White House, who taught everyone Marxism, Barack Obama and engineered America's demise, who then was going to pin the war on Hillary, and then actually the war is going to go really, really badly for the commies, like very, very badly, because of this, this evil that exists, unfortunate evil that has to exist, because they're just so evil what they want to do to us. Do you know what I mean? So, okay, I, I get that. So... Like it's like I, I, so, told, I tell my listeners all the time, like, you know, Beirut blew up on Obama's birthday, right? I didn't realize that, no. Yeah, and Beirut and Iran and China are all connected, and that Russian ship uh, that brought ammonium nitrate into Beirut and the Lebanese army that was obviously distributing it to all around the Middle East, and the FBI did an investigation how that was only one-fifth, I think, of the ammonium nitrate that blew up. Mm-hmm. So Trump, well... It blows up on Obama's birthday, August 4th, of all places. And Trump makes a speech about, you know, Yosemite Park the same day. 
And he says, yo, Semites. Semites being Israel. Hmm. Right? So an underlying message within the message. Right. And then Obama was the one who was, you know, funding ISIS, surrounding ISIS, you know, ISIS surrounding Israel, giving Russia our uranium, giving China our nuclear technology, setting up our fall. Understand? Yeah. It's, it's bad. But unfortunately, it's a very, very necessary evil of all epic proportions. Right? And, and yeah, no, I get it. it. It's just unfortunate that we have to, and, and you know, it's the collateral damage along the way. That's where people like you and I uh, have such a, a level of frustration, right? Right, because everyone just wants to live their lives, right? But, you know, you, you have to stand up for what you believe in, right? Every, well, every, and that's just every, it. Every, everybody's going everybody's to have to pick a side. The whole cards are going to be revealed, and people are going to have to pick a side. That's That's where it's all going. Well, and that's, it's funny because the last two years you've seen a little bit of that in a different way, in a different topic, but that's ultimately what we've seen the last two years in its own little way. Right. And I've always, I've always, you know, this is all acting that's going on between Trump and Pence. It's acting that's going on between a lot of people. This is a strategic controlled operation to eventually get America on the complete reveal of communism. Communism is horrible. They've embedded traitors in our nation, which we've arrested. And we're going back to the way it was in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And it's so clear that's where it is. We're back in a cold war with Russia, like 50s, 60s, and 70s. We are. Like, you know, what's funny about that is, though, um, you know, sort of prior... It, it was funny because, you know, at that time, it was a more innocent, you know, globe, right? Like globally, we were more, we were more ignorant, but it was a more, at least on, at least on paper, if you will, it was a more innocent time. But as, as time progressed, then you got to see that wasn't the case at all, right? So well, it's in truth... The Soviet Union, let's go back to Khrushchev and JFK. The Soviet Union knew they could not keep the nukes there on the Cuban Missile Crisis. Right. Because they knew that if push came to shove and there was a nuclear shootout, that they would lose that war. They were not friends with right. China at the time. There was no, there was no, like they couldn't even sacrifice themselves and China take over and help us if something happened to break out. There was nothing, there was nothing of that nature. They could not go toe to toe with the United States of America I mean, there would be a thermonuclear shootout. The world would be a horrible place, but the USA would survive. And 50 years later, they would be back and the Soviets would never come back. And they knew they could never press that button. Right? So now it's a far different story. Russia and China have repaired their relationship. This is the closest they've been technology-wise to getting us. China's sitting on 1.6, is it 1.6 billion people now? That they're literally, they would sacrifice their own citizens. I'm telling you right now that if they could release a biological weapon that would kill half their citizens, but they knew they could get the USA, they would do it. I, I, I don't think I could, uh, I could argue that. I, so, I don't you know, think you I know, could. What's, what's going to happen you know? is, is when the truth comes out, they're going to team up and they're going to go for it. Probably. But at the end of the day, and this is kind of why I was asking about timeline earlier, because what does that look like? Well, are we talking a year, five no, years? I don't know. Ten years? I don't know. I've always yeah, know. I know. But 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 I but I agree with you. There, there's definitely because at the end of the day, this is no different than a, a traditional schoolyard fight. No, if it, if those two bullies are bigger than the other guy, then the math is the math. The math never lies. No. So right. I, so and I, I so the I, outcome already. We already know the outcome. Right. It's just that who's going to be the collateral damage along the way. Right. And ev- unfortunately, everybody's going to be the collateral damage. And somebody's going to declare right. victory at the end of this. But I do not think, I think for, there's been, you know, there's been some stuff that has happened. Obviously, I think I do have Russian and Chinese spies that listen to the show because I talk about a whole bunch of crap. And believe me, if you're listening to this show, the U.S. has advanced EMP weapons and they are going to erase Russia from this planet. I promise you. And if you're listening to the show, they do have them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Elon Musk, his star, Starlink satellite system that they've had. Um, all those satellites are 300 kilometers above the earth. They're all set at EMP range. 
there's been and you know elon musk met trump as soon as he was inaugurated like there's there's a military plan that's going on behind the scenes it doesn't seem like it because trump's presidency has been chaos but believe me there is something going on and when you know i know who you said you know who you think the next president will be why don't you think it'll be trump because it's not about Trump. He's not coming back. Because I understand, knows, but I'm knows, saying, why he, don't you think it'll be Trump? Because, because of that he, reason? No, because he knows the traitors are all going down. This is a planned operation to bring the traitors down, to bring Barack Obama down for what he did and expose what he did. So he cannot be in the presidency when this happens because people are going to lose their minds. Mm. It has to be somebody that him and uh, he doesn't get along with, and that's Mike Pence. This is not about, this is not about freedom on the planet. The great enemy of freedom, like JFK said, is Western imperialism and Soviet imperialism. And Western imperialism cannot be equated. And I, I've told Trump is not here to show you complete good. Trump is to show you what could save freedom on this planet, which is, a, unfortunate, a very, very evil necessity. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Time will tell. <laughs> this is why this is the best podcast, right? Because we talk about deep stuff, man. Nobody's talking about this stuff. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. And the questions get raised. Some of them get answers. Some of them don't. The questions get raised to make people think. Yeah. And, and, you know, Agent Whitaker, every time he phones me, he's like, dude, we're more right every single month that goes by. We're more right. We're more right. We're more right. I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, I remember I went to go see him once. This was years ago, years ago. And he was going on and on and on. And I, I wasn't, I, I, and I was certainly awake, but I wasn't as certain as, as I am now. But when I would question things, he'd have an answer. I'd question things, he'd have an answer. And fast forward, and I'm like, God damn, he's right. Like every single thing he said, which didn't know you at that time, but aligning itself with your beliefs and what you're saying. And it's all coming true. All accurate. It's really messed up. eh? (laughs) I believe you guys might be brothers from another mother. (laughs) No, this, this whole podcast, dude, I'm telling you this, like him and me are on like some crazy wavelength, man. And this podcast is like, I can't tell you how this, this is all a miracle, man. I'm telling you. This is this is all like some crazy stuff going on. This is why it's the best podcast, right? It's the best podcast, but it's the worst podcast because uh, we're two crazy dudes. And if you listen to us, you're like, oh my God, they're nuts. But, but, if you it, actually, but it's not if, crazy. No, but it's not crazy. But if you listen to the material and you look at the material, you're like, oh my God, they're right. And it's like, okay, right. like I might I might shoot podcasts in my home and I might, you know, do it on the phone a lot. But like the material we're talking about, you nobody's talking about what we're talking about, man. Well, the the, the part that really raises eyebrows is when things, events, uh, occurrences, developments, as they become true and you look at them and they become true and they become close and they become more true. And then another one happens and that's true. And that's the part that is, again, to your point, both, you know, both the, ba- the worst and yet the best, because those things are, are happening and you're, you're calling them and, and, uh, you know, and I've, I've always I've always said that the Russians and the Chinese were the ones feeding uh, these pedophiles and occultists, right? Feeding their addictions. And there was a blackmail operation going on on Epstein's Island. And Trump is here to break the chains of blackmail and to clean up the mess and to prepare, just in case Russia and China try to tilt the world away from freedom and democracy, to basically fuck them up. I, I, I hate to say it, but I think I'm right. Let me ask you this question. Why do you think Trump is that guy? Like, how was it sort of, de- sort of decided upon that he's the guy? Because I, I believe, if well, you Google it, he was an FBI informant. And I think the FBI knew it was going on and they knew that the USA was done and they had no choice but to come forward. And James Comey had no choice to come forward. And if they look at their list of people who they could possibly have put in the presidency to try to undo Barack Obama, he's the only one. And I honestly, dude, he loves the USA. As soon as he found out, in my opinion, he was just like, let's do it. Didn't care. Let's do it. 
And I, I, I really, I've always, I've always told my listeners that that's, he was cultivated. They told him what was going on and dude, that's what's going so, on. Well, okay. Let's go back to Comey. In terms of how he's viewed, let's say by mainstream media versus remember the hearings and everything. Okay. So let's just, let's just go back. Why do you think he doesn't get more, uh, not necessarily him, but why do you think that the, that angle, if you will, why doesn't that get more play? Because nobody, nobody's really paying attention to what's going on and people are in denial about it. So Comey, if you watch some of his testimonies, he's talked about how Joseph Misfit and all these people that were setting up the Trump campaign were Russian assets. He's the only one that said it. So Durham has gotten to Michael Sussman right now, fired a blank, but Durham is going to eventually get to James Comey. And James Comey has told a completely different story by his testimonies than anybody else. And people, like, if you logically think that James Comey is going to come out and say, oh, Trump was an FBI informant, this is all an operation, like, you're, you're kidding yourself, man. Right, at, the, at, right. the end, at the end of this sits Russia and China that were promised the world in a trade for one world government by Soros and the cabal. When Soros and the cabal go down, Russia and China are going to be holding nothing. So they're going to go for it. This, at the end of this sits two very powerful nations that nobody in the world can defeat except for America. And there's no guarantee that America can defeat them either. So this, right. this, you, this is about something much, much worse. And this is why Trump's presidency was nothing more than organized chaos. Everyone says there's no way that this guy was running a locked and loaded operation because everybody's out to get him and this was all nuts. And I'm like, yeah, because they're playing everybody. They're playing the media while they're running this locked and loaded operation. And do you really think everybody who worked for Trump hated the guy? Definitely not. Definitely not, dude. Definitely not. This is all an act. This is an act. And Russia and China are, are strategically made the decision to outweigh this guy, thinking they could outweigh him. Right? Because there's, they thought he was an idiot. Because the media and Soros crew told everybody he was an idiot. And they made the biggest strategic mistake ever. Well, it's too bad. You know, that's the thing. And that's, that's why when you look at the last election, that never added up. Never added up, you know, and, and it's unfortunate because the way the left wing media aligns itself and presents itself. Dude, it's all lies. Is, it's it, all it, lies. Not only is it a lie, but it, it aligns itself with that agenda. Dude, even, even January 6th, right? So they had this fake QAnon Sherman guy that goes in. If you look at his tattoos on his chest, go Google the FBI like pedophilia markers that they have, it's the same marker. Yep. The guy's a pedophile. Yeah. They, they know they're going down. This is why they did January 6th to act like one of us and said, oh, you guys are all bad, but it's all a counter operation. Like it's like, you know, it's, it doesn't make sense until you think of why they would do it that way. They, why they would do it that way is because Russia and China are sitting with EMP weapons and nuclear missiles and they can't tell everybody because the U S military is not ready to fight this war yet. Right. So the longer they continue this cat game and mouse, the greater the odds that America's going to win this war because they're rolling out technology now like crazy. And then when they do have to reveal the truth, they'll reveal it, by then it's too late. Well, and it's funny because, it, you know, I think back to, I, I know it's not directly connected, but kind of it's related in a sense that when Trump came out and introduced uh, the new division of the military space uh Space Force. Yeah, Space Force, yeah. So when that came out, it, it was sort of... Uh, the whole media la the whole media system laughed at him. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So and, uh, and he told everybody, Russian, Chinese, like, uh, we, I've developed a new state-of-the-art nuclear weapons system. Uh, we have nuclear weapons you don't know about. His latest interview three weeks ago or four weeks ago, he flat out said to the guy, I can't remember who was interviewing him, he said, so what do you... What would you say to Putin if he was watching this? Because he's probably watching this. And Trump was like, well, uh, we have nuclear weapons and we have one actually weapon that there would be no Russia. Right. So you go back, you go back to Hillary's presidency, what would have been, this is her being blackmailed to institute NATO troops to Ukraine to clearly start this fake war that was been engineered with the USA was going to take the big fat L and unfortunately, this bank robbery that the commies thought they were in on 
has gone really, really bad. And actually, it's gone so bad that they don't know how bad it's going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too many moving parts. There's, dude, you, to, to think about what's going on, man, you have to be like crazy. You have to be me. You, like, you, you just can't. There's too many layers to this. Anyways. It won't happen. But one day you might need, and deservedly so, get the order of Canada just for this alone. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, can you imagine? Dude, that's hysterical. <laughs> no, but in all, like, okay, that's fine. But in all honesty, though, this is why the Awakener is important. Well, thank, thank you. Because man. no, it's true. Because I- imagine if if shows and thinkers and, and creators didn't exist the way you do. Yeah, I mean, if we, if we didn't have a voice, nobody would know what's going on. Exactly, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. And I wrestle with my own mind too, my own craziness, right? Like, you know, everyone's got their issues, and of course, I think about this stuff all the time, man. Like, I work and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh my god. You know, Asian waiter calls me. He's like, dude, did you see that explosion? Did you see the explosion in Beirut? I'm like, yeah, man, it's Obama's birthday. What? You know, like. Right. I, I can, like, I read through this stuff like it's unbelievable, man. Anyways, it was good having you on, dude. This is amazing. Thanks for having me on. This was great. This was great. And um, it was everything I thought it was uh, going to be and more. So thank you for having me on. <laughs> All right, man. All have right. You, have yourself Take a care. good night. Cheers. All right. All the best to listeners as well. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Awakener podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Visit my uh, website, theawakener.ca. I love you all.